all fitness is, is an adaptation. Adaptation is my favorite word because that, in my opinion, really breaks down and explains all strength training is, all fitness is. It's, it's an adaptation. It's challenging the body in different ways, different methods, different, you know, techniques, different things that we do in order to force the body to adapt. That's all it is. And also the other term that we hear a lot is uh, plateauing, right? When we're not making changes. And a simple, a simple way to describe and explain a plateau is when the body stops making adaptations. It's as simple as that. And that's why, that's why I really like that word, you know, adapt, adaptation. Um, we've been doing it for years. You see it all over, you know, the world, the earth, the animal kingdom. You know, we are built to adapt. And so what fitness is, is like a micro adaptation, meaning that it's, it's short term. You know, it's not like evolution that would take, you know, longer than we're going to be alive to really see the difference in, in how we, we make those bigger adaptations. Fitness is like a short-term adaptation, right? So what happens is, let's, let's talk, for example, strength training. You know, all strength training is, is creating, you know, um, force on the muscles, on the bones, that makes the body have to change so that it can do that movement again. That's why in strength training, it, it seems so repetitive, right? Strength training, you know, you have your reps, you have your sets, and then not just that, but you have to do this workout again next week, and then you have to do it again next month, or at least some version of it, right? So it's like, what's up with all this this repetition? And like, then you just end up doing more reps, or you do more sets, or you do more weight, right? We're all Anybody that's ever gone to the gym and lifted weights knows that when you do a movement, eventually you get strong enough to do more weight. So maybe the first time you do a movement, you do 10 pounds for 10 repetitions. And then a few weeks later, you do 12 pounds or 15 pounds or 20 pounds, you know, for the same 10 repetitions where like you couldn't do that before and you feel happy and you feel proud. You're like, wow, I'm getting stronger. But really all that is, is your body made an adaptation. It made an adjustment, right? It, it created in a way kind of like a callus, meaning that the first time that you lifted those 10 pounds, you know, think of any move that you ever did the first time you lifted weights at the gym. The first time you did it, your body had not done that before, or it hadn't done it in a very long time. And so what happens is your body kind of gets shocked. You know, we feel that soreness, we feel shaky, you know, your knees are shaking or your elbows are moving around, right? Or you're sweating more than you thought you would, or you're out of breath, you know, you didn't realize you were going to be out of breath doing something that seems so simple. And that's the first time you do it. And so what happens is your body, it's kind of going haywire trying to figure out what the heck's going on. I have to make an adaptation. So what happens is the body prepares for the next time that this is going to happen, right? And we can get scientific about it, but I'm not into getting all scientific about it because I think things should be simple enough for all of us to understand what's happening, you know? And so all your body's doing is, in my opinion, in my simple way of explaining it, is it's getting ready to do this again, right? So let's say I have you do squats and you haven't done squats 
ever, or let's say even in a few months or in a couple of years, you know, it's going to, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it. You're going to get sore. You're going to feel it during the movement. You're probably going to get your heart rate up. You might sweat. You might be short of breath. You might be sore for a couple of days. Whatever happens to your body, whatever your body's coping mechanism is, you're going to, something's going to happen to the body, right? You don't just walk away from doing something you haven't done before, you haven't done in years and just think, well, that was easy. You know, the body feels it. Now, as a coach, we're going to make adjustments to make sure that you do feel it, that it is a challenge. And depending on how new or how advanced you are, we're either going to make the workout easy enough that we don't hurt you or wreck you on your first day, but also we're not going to make it so simple that you're not forced to make an adaptation. That's really all that a personal trainer is doing is they're arranging the exercises, they're arranging the repetitions, the sets, so that your body is creating an adaptation at whatever level it is. So let's take extreme examples, right? Let's say you haven't worked out in years. You are not going to do squats with 20 pounds on your back because at that point it's actually overloaded and we're not providing the body time to make adaptations. There's actually realistic timeframes and windows for the body to recover and make that adaptation. So, and this is actually a very common mistake that personal trainers make. You know, that's why a lot of people, you know, sometimes they're afraid to train with a coach because the coach goes too far because they're not taking into account that adaptation, right? Evolution, it takes time for the body to begin to make those changes organically to adapt. So what happens is, a real program might be that you start off by learning how to do a squat with your own weight, then doing that long enough that your body kind of becomes accustomed to it. And once it's no longer going to adapt, we add weight to it or we add complexity to it. We add balance to it. We add repetitions to it. We add isometrics to it. We add maybe another day of training to it. We make a change to make that squat hard again so that the body has to continue to adapt. But what happens is sometimes a coach or even just people in general, when they when they just go to the gym and they want to get results so fast, you want results so fast that you actually go so hard that your body can't keep up with the rate of adaptation. And so you end up having an injury, right? Because the, your knee couldn't handle how much you were trying to do in such a short amount of time, right? You try to do too many reps. You try to do too much weight. You didn't give it enough days in between workouts to recover. You didn't eat the right things for the body to, to recover to be able to perform the next time around, right? So all these little elements are kind of what like coaches really take care of. You know, it's funny how we always think like, oh, personal trainers put you through a workout. But personal trainers, more than just putting you through the workout, are really making sure that you're doing the right things at the right time, you know, the right amount of weight, the right amount of repetitions, the right amount of rest, you know. And and, and the thing is, depending on where you're starting off, you might see the trainer as, you know, maybe they're pushing you a little bit, right? But, but what they're doing is they're kind of making it so that you have to have some type of stimulus so that you have to have an adaptation because most people left to themselves are not going to go hard enough. Now you have the few that go too hard and get hurt, but you also have the majority of people that just won't push themselves hard enough to make an, a, a change, right? The body does not adapt to something that does not create a stress, 
right? So without stress, there's no reason to change. And so that's all fitness is. And that's all a coach does is it plays with the numbers, right? And I called, I just called coaches it. They play with the numbers and the movement. So as a coach, you know what movement is harder than what. And you know which one is a little bit easier than the other one. So let's say you're brand new. You come in, you're training with me. And I see that you're kind of struggling with this movement to the point where I just, I don't think it's safe. I'm going to give you a movement that's a little bit easier, but that doesn't mean that it's easy for you. It just means it's easier than the movement we would just tried. And I think that's where people kind of get a little lost in fitness, which is, all movements are fine. All movements are a challenge to somebody or at certain points in training. So, and all movements have easier and harder versions. So in reality, you actually can tell a good coach from, from a, a not as good coach, right? I wouldn't call a coach bad, not in their ability to make it harder, but in their ability to make something easier, that's actually, you know, and, and I've been in fitness long enough to, to tell you this, um, honestly, in my experience and any trainer that has been training for years or somebody that's in a managerial ownership position will tell you a good personal trainer isn't a trainer that can make things harder. It's actually a trainer that can adjust something to make it easier, right? The, the moment you run into a problem, they have enough tools and awareness to tone it back a little bit going hard is easy going backwards is a little bit harder but that's actually what you want your coach to do they want you want your coach to push you hard enough to make changes but not so hard that you're not even able to do the movement correctly because again if you're not even able to do the movement correctly you're not going to get better at the movement right you're not going to adapt in a proper way you're going to you know how they say like um practice makes perfect but then you have the correction that some people have added, which is perfect practice makes perfect. And, and I believe that, you know, if you practice something wrong, you're not going to get the outcome that you want, you know. So it's not just practice, it's perfect practice. And that's where understanding form and technique and listening and, and educating yourself on how the movement is supposed to be performed um, that kind of guides you as to, you know, do we need to turn this back a little bit, right? Slow it down a little bit, let the body catch up, right? Let the rate of adaptation catch up to what I'm doing. And that's why we have, you know, split days, right? You don't, you don't normally do the same movement every single day, right? You don't do Monday squats and Tuesday squats and Wednesday squats and Thursday squats, right? Why is that? Why don't we do that all the time? Because the, the 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 change comes in the rest time in between the times that you perform this movement. So let's say you do Monday squat, you need a day or two for your body to, to kind of make that adjustment, right? We call it recovery, we call it soreness, you know, we call it getting stronger and like having your proteins and, your, and, and getting the right amount of sleep and getting the right amount of protein and carbs and, and the right amount of water, the fuel, right? We, we have all these terms but all these terms are just describing your your ability to help your body adapt at a, at a, a at a proper rate meaning that if you do let's say squats to get strong on monday but you don't sleep and you don't eat properly and you don't have enough water you didn't aid your body 
in recovering and making the changes that it needed to make so that by the time Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday come around where you have to squat again, you didn't help it recover and therefore you slowed down your ability to adapt to that movement so that your body gets stronger. You've actually hindered it by not doing the other things that need it to be done, right? So, and, and that's where all of this gets fun and it gets a little complicated, you know, and like, am I eating the right things? Am I drinking enough water? Am I getting enough sleep? Um, it's not to say that without those elements being perfect, you're not going to see a difference, but that's where you want to aid your, um, your fitness and your strength. And this is also for endurance training. It's for everything, right? You want that challenge, but you also need to break it up so that the body can keep up with, with the changes that need to happen. You also can't go too long without doing a movement. So right now we just talked about how you need to perform a movement. You know, you got to give it some time for your body to adapt, right? So you need to give the body some time to make the change and get ready for the next time. And, and it progresses slowly. You know, you don't just go from squatting 10 pounds to 20 pounds in one week, right? You don't go from five push-ups to 15 push-ups in one week. These increments are small, and that's why aiding them helps, right? You want to speed up the process. The, the more you do the other elements wrong, the more you slow things down. But on the opposite side of that, you can't give yourself too much time in between performing certain exercises and movements. Meaning, and I've, I've just been using the squat as an example today. If you squat on Monday and then you don't do any type of squat or lunge or some type of leg exercise for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, and then you go back to squat again, you might have actually gone backwards depending on what your lifestyle was. So if you did squats on Monday and then you sat in your car or in an airplane traveling for work for two weeks without doing this exercise again, and not just doing the exercise, but doing the exercise with the same amount of weight, the same amount of reps, the same amount of intensity that you did it last time at least, right? Because you can't, you can't do squats with 10 pounds for 12 reps on Monday, and then the next time you do squats on Wednesday, you just do body weight squats for five reps. You, because again, right, the whole point is to take the body to an uncomfortable place where it's forced to make changes to get stronger for the next time. So there's actually numbers that, that have been scientifically assigned to this, right? So more or less, if you do an exercise or an exercise routine for your legs, for your arms, for your abs, whatever you decide to do, whatever you're part of, you know, because again, fitness isn't about the exercises as it is about as much about making sure that you do your routine um, routinely enough <laughs> that you're making changes in, in your fitness and your strength. If you go more than two weeks, so this is about what studies have shown. If you go more than two weeks without strength training in a certain area, in a certain movement pattern, you begin to lose strength. Now with endurance training, it's actually a shorter time frame. It's, it's about a week. So after about a week of not doing cardio, your cardio begins to kind of go backwards in a way. You know, like you, st you, you start to lose a little bit of that endurance. And again, just how you gained it, in, you know, like inch by inch, step by step, right? You gained your endurance slowly. You gained your strength slowly. You also begin to lose it slowly. So when I tell you, you know, about a week, two weeks into not doing your routine, 
you start to lose your gains, right? You start to lose your progress. I don't mean that you go from, oh my gosh, you're running 10 miles and now because you missed a week or two weeks, now you can only run one mile. You know, it, it doesn't drop off like that. You just you just begin to see signs of losing endurance and you begin to see signs of losing strength almost at like a microscopic level, you know, but, but that's about the window. So it's good to know that so that you can stay on a routine um, and still make progress, but also you don't panic if you miss two or three days of working out, right? So this is why, you know, in the past, I used to, before anybody met me, before Logic Fitness, when I worked at a corporate gym, I actually used to train a lot of men to get bigger muscles, uh, especially bigger bench press and stuff like that. And one of the things that like kind of weirded them out is I would ask them how much they bench pressed and all that. And they would actually, they would bench press too often. They would bench press three, four, five times a week. And so what I would do is actually tell them to stop for a week or two weeks bench pressing and focus on other muscles. And it was a little hard for them to even trust that because they thought, you know, just do the movement over and over and over again so you never lose the gains, right? They always thought if they missed two days, three days, they would lose all that progress. But I went in scientifically letting them know a couple of things. Number one, you're not giving your body enough time to recover. That's why you're not making progress. And number two, you can go two weeks without doing this movement without losing strength according to the studies. So I would ask them to give me a week and I would say 90% of the time they would be stronger after one week of recovery of not doing that movement that they've been constantly doing. So there, there, there's so many little things, right? You can do too much, you can do too little, but just want to give you guys kind of how this whole um, progression thing works. So what did we learn today? We learned that all fitness is, is adaptation. You challenge the body just enough to make progress, but not so much that it can't keep up and it causes injury, right? That's all injury is. You do something that your body wasn't ready for, it's gonna get hurt. It wasn't strong enough to do it. It wasn't fast enough to do it. It wasn't conditioned enough to do it. So you're gonna struggle. Things are gonna start to break down because you're trying to do more than your body can keep up with. And at the same time, if you do too little, you're not allow, you're not forcing your body to get better. And I think as a coach, it's one of the things that we try to get um, all of our members to understand. When you train with your coach, your coach needs to push you a little bit because they need you to get stronger. They need you to get leaner. They need you to get faster. They need you to get more athletic. And so what happens is it needs to be challenging a little bit. And it's the same thing with your food. I'm not going to get into food too much, but even the food can, you know, you create adaptations with food. You know, you you move, you remove a couple of things from your diet. You add a couple of things from your diet. Again, it's hard to just switch everything over because it's going to be over stimulus, right? You you can't adapt fast enough, right? You can't adjust fast enough to be comfortable with eating only greens or or double the protein you were eating, and that's why even with food it's better to start to introduce things or start to take things out slowly so that the body can kind of adapt to the new lifestyle. It can adapt to the new things that it's consuming. So this idea of adaptation is consistent throughout fitness. And that's why I started off by saying, hey, fitness, all it is is adaptation. So 
just something to think about today. You know, are you challenging yourself enough to make adaptations? Are you allowing yourself to recover and doing the best that you can to, to, to aid your body in that recovery, in that adaptation, in that evolution to the new body? Are you, are you doing all those things? Are you talking to your coach about how much you should be sleeping, how much water you should be having? Um, and at the same time, are we making sure that we don't let so much time pass that our body begins to atrophy? It starts to lose muscle. It starts to lose bone density. It starts to gain body fat um, and all those things that most of us don't want, right? They cause all these health issues. So, oh man, I can go on and on about this, you know, and just and like now I want to get into just how important it is to not stop moving. You know, the last thing you want is for your body to adapt into a, an atrophied version of itself where the bones aren't strong because they never have the need to be strong. And then when you fall over a curb, you know, you break the bones in your leg because they're completely not used to holding weight up. They're not used to movement and impact. They're not used to stress, right? So the last thing you want is to adapt in the opposite direction, right? Where your body begins to adapt to get rid of muscle density. It starts to adapt to get rid of bone density, right? So you're losing bone, you're losing muscle. It's starting to store body fat. Your heart is starting to get weakened because it never pumps, right? It only pumps enough to keep you alive. So if you don't challenge the heart to pump harder, that's also getting atrophied. So, you know, you've heard this at this point, And if you haven't, I'm here to tell you that your heart is a muscle, just like any muscle that needs to maintain strength. It needs to keep on working. You know, your muscle in your of uh, the muscle of your heart needs to also get that that work in, whether it's from jogging, running, biking, lifting weights, powerlifting, CrossFit, yoga, dancing, whatever you need to do to get that heart rate up often enough so that it continues to get strong and stay strong and and healthy you know you you need to make sure you to do that the last thing you want is to have a weak heart things happen you know right now we've been going through this coronavirus pandemic and 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 all these all like the underlying health conditions right all the at risk people are the majority people that have not been working out that have high body fat percentages, that their lungs and their hearts are weakened from lack of activity, lack of challenging themselves. And so now they find themselves in a position where they're at high risk. And, and, and forget coronavirus for a second, you're at high risk of everything at that point. At every, if your heart is weakened, if, if it's full of you know, fat, if your body's full of fat, if it doesn't work out, if you don't have muscle density, bone density, right? Because these are good, healthy things for your body. If you're not in good shape, you're not just at risk of this virus, but you're at risk of every other thing that can come your way simply because you are not at your peak self. You're not at your peak performance, peak strength, peak health. And now this isn't about you know, I'm not turning this into, hey, you need to work out and this is, you know, it's terrible that you're not and you should feel guilty or whatever. But I am saying that it's important for us to become aware of just how 
important it is to be the best version of ourselves. We all start at different places. We're all different ages, different different sizes, you know, different experiences, different abilities. You know, we train a lot of people that that want to do better, but they have back injuries, they've had knee injuries. You know, I myself spent many years not being able to run because I was dealing with the back injury. So it did hold me back and it made it hard. And, and, and I'm saying that to let you know that it, it, I understand, you know, if you've never worked out, if you have a busy schedule, if you have, you know, things at home going on, I understand. But at the end of the day, we need to make, you know, a conscious effort and we need to be conscious of how important it is to work out all the benefits that come from it and also all the bad things that it helps us avoid. Nothing's guaranteed, but at least it puts us in a good place. That wasn't what today was supposed to be about. It was just about adaptation. So we're going to bring it back to adaptation. Remember that your workout needs to be a little bit challenging to force you to adapt into your fitter, healthier, stronger body. Without that adaptation, you're not getting better. You're not getting leaner. You're not getting faster. You're not getting healthier. You're just maintaining. So if you want to make gains, if you want to make progress, you got to challenge yourself enough to tell your body, hey, you need to get ready for the next workout because we're making changes here. We're making progress. We're challenging ourselves. So, hey, body, hey, muscles, hey, bones, hey, ligaments, hey, tendons, hey, heart, hey, lungs. You need to get with the program. You need to adapt, get stronger, get healthier because we're moving forward. We're pushing ourselves. We're making an adaptation into a new fitter, better self. We'll see you guys in the studio very, very soon.